Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Matt. I'm with Ellie, and this is Ellie and Matt's Excellent Podcast Adventures. Whee! Rubbish! <laughs> of course, of course, Ellie sets the tone for the for the entire venture. Uh, right. Pretty much what this is is two mates talking rubbish about rubbish, and hopefully, it will the result will not be rubbish. Did any of that make sense? No, probably not. No, didn't make it, no not at all. <laughs> We're off to a great start. After, after a great start. The greatest, yeah. the greatest, the greatest works of art start this way. Uh, so yeah, we basically we ch- choose something to talk about and then we talk about it, but not necessarily staying on track because us being us, we'll start off talking about high art and we'll end up talking about biscuits. So you know, you're in for a ride, people. So for the uninitiated, will my co-star please? make herself known to the world and by introduction. Right, so hello, I am Ellie. Uh, I'm also known as TARDIS Monkey on various platforms. You, massive Doctor Who fan, massive nerd. Um, all those typical things that you, you normally find in a podcast, so we're off to a great start. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, I'm I'm doing great so far. <laughs> You're doing marvelously, can we? I keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. You're doing marvelously. So yeah. So. <laughs> So Ellie's Tardis Monkey, and as always, just just because I'm fundamentally lazy, I am Warsaw Matt on pretty much every platform um, that there has ever been. Okay, so usually with the first episode, we would start off with something very positive, something very something awesome. Uh, but owing to a conversation that myself and Ellie had, um, how many day, days, weeks ago was it? No. Ellie went to watch something, and La- oh, last Saturday then. It was last so Saturday. That yeah, was, so that was nearly a week ago. From so we're what? So today is the eighth. So today is the eighth of August. So just sort of count seven days backwards. Um, Ellie went to watch something and told me what she thought of it, and then I went and watched it. Oh Christ! <laughs> oh God! Uh, we are indeed talking about the 2018 uh, film. If they can call it a film of Slenderman, hurrah! Oh god, I'm getting war flashbacks. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> I was I... the first man. <laughs> Shell shock, I think they call it. <laughs> okay, so it was directed by uh, Sylvian White, uh, written by David Burke, based on characters. Created by, if I can read my own handwriting, real professionalism here. See, at least you've got notes. I don't. Said, I've, I've got. I've got notes. I can't remember. What I have I... not prepared <laughs> because I don't want to remember this without being forced to. <laughs> Victor Surge created um, the actual Slenderman character, and. Slenderman was one of these characters. It was um, like it started off on a, a website called Creepypasta, I think. I'm not. I'm not the greatest expert on Creepypasta. The other Creepypasta um, experts out there. And what it is, it's kind of this body of fiction which brews new monsters, essentially. And some of the stuff is really, really cool. Um, and Slenderman just seemed to be one of these that gripped people's imaginations. So, and this was back in 2000. 
2012, yeah, 2013, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah I remember, that. I remember playing it at university. I remember the hype and everything when it came out. And like the game itself was incredible. Like it was super scary. Um, I, I, I only played like a little bit of it, so you had to collect the book pages. But I don't think mm. we got very far. We got like three pages and then just kept getting um, attacked by Slenderman. So um, that was the extent of my knowledge on it. Well, you give the video game uh, a damn sight more glowing review than I do, because even, oh, yeah. even I thought the video game was total piddle. <laughs> oh, no. See, if you play it, Dark Room lights off, you got your mates. It, it's definitely one of those games that you have to play with a group of people. Yeah, I think the, I think the, the big joke is that you find the one who scares easily. Yeah, definitely. And get them to play, play it, even though, you know, even though I would know it was total... Um, I'm trying to keep this PG-13 if at all yeah, possible. Yeah, are we swearing or are we, <laughs> are we I was, We're going to try and keep this civilised, but... Um, okay. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> ish. Okay, ish. But even, even though I think it's... Even though I... No, even I... Personally, I think that the game is total pants. Um, the... It, it's it's all... The, the scare video, the um, the reaction videos in back in the day, they were quite funny. Because it's oh, yeah. always funny to lose, see a, a gamer just lose their shit completely um, over white noise and a very badly rendered uh, Slenderman model, which is not <laughs> which is not the point. Or oh, it might be the point. It might be the point that we're driving at. Uh, so we have both watched the 2018 film of Slenderman, and Ellie, what did you think of it? Well, I got to be PG now, so. Rubbish! Um, it was, oh my god, like the first five minutes, I completely wanted just to completely switch the film off. Um, I was actually around uh, my sister's place watching this, so they wanted to watch it and I uh, tagged along. So at that point, it was that kind of stereotypical, oh my god, we got like the high school girls and everything. And I was thinking, oh, here we go, we got the stereotypical horror genre um where you know you don't take it seriously um and it did kind of improve after that but the problem was you just didn't care about any of the characters whatsoever um there was no kind of development to them you could have literally just given them any of the scripts and said right you're playing character a you're playing character b and it wouldn't have mattered if they swapped um, I mean, I don't know if you thought the same, but I, I honestly wanted to switch off after the first five minutes. I must admit, I, I concur wholly, totally and completely with you. I just thought it sucked. Yeah. Big time. Badly. In fact, I'm, in fact the, I think I'm, I'm going to be the sweary one out of the two of us. It was a bag of wank. It really was. Yeah. It, it was oh, it's the epitome of a bad, bad horror film. Now... Sort of a you know, case of background. Me, um, me and you, we both love horror films. We've always loved. Yeah, I mean, we've always liked scary horror, films. Yeah. yeah. So we know what makes a good horror film, but we also know what makes a bad horror film. Now, just because a bad horror film is bad by nature, does not necessarily make it a bad film. We, we, we've seen some absolutely atrocious pieces in our time, and yet got away, got away thinking that there was an inherent charm to it. So you could watch it again if you'd had a, had a couple. Whereas Slenderman is just a trudge. It's like walking through mud. 
it really is such an absolute slog. Um, you're right. The four main characters, yeah, they, it's a, for some reason they made they tried to blend this sort of really strange cosmic horror type of um, character with an American teeny slasher film, and it did not work no. at all whatsoever. I mean, I mean, for starters, the guy who the guy who wrote this. How many teenage girls do you know get together in a group and talk about porn? <laughs> now, I can't speak for our particular, our, our usual f- friend group, but talking about you know the the, you know, the merits and the virtues of porn is not necessarily what you'd, what you'd expect, you know. No, no. To be fair, do you know what? I can't even remember that bit. I must have said. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Ellie's tried to block it out completely. Well, it's We're lucky for you. Well. I made notes. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the case for the prosecution, Milan. Literally, literally, the bits I remember was them in the high school, and then they were like, "Oh, let's all go back to my house," and then they did, and then uh, I blanked out for like I don't know, it must have been ten minutes, and then they were trying to look at the videos on the forum. Yeah, well, that was all well, this is the thing because it's it all the whole premise is sort of around the girls said, "Oh yeah, they these lads they they're going to watch this Slenderman video, which is a blatant the most blatant ripoff of the Ring I have ever seen in my life." Oh. Ever, so yeah, as, as a you know, as, as a sort of a fill-in for you, um, they watch this weird video on a weird website. I mean, didn't they say that the website that they were looking at was Russian? You know, it's the kind of yeah. thing you sort of look after, oh, look over your shoulder when you start, you know, <laughs> start with shit like that. And they watch this this video and they get a little bit freaked out, and they, then they laugh it off, and then they go back to talking about porn, and then we find out that. The lads actually chickened out and they didn't watch it, so it was just the girls yep. that had watched it. So that's kind of set them up. Says, "Well, you know what's going to happen? They're going to throw every ugh, every it's stereotypical, typical genre, anything bad that could happen to them. If you've watched any horror film, you basically knew what was coming." Yes, yeah, so they threw every trope at it. Um, but and this, is, this is the thing, it's it's just... And then it got steadily more and more less than likely. But it was just this whole point where I said, like, you just didn't care about the characters. So when the first girl goes missing, you're like, oh, okay, well, she's just, she's just gone. Right, fine. <clears throat> um, but then as the others start having weird and wacky things to them, I mean, fair play to whoever did the um, CGI effects and all that on there, because they, they did make some funky kind of stuff, you know, like with the corridor that suddenly gets longer and all this kind of stuff. Again, very stereotypical horror traits. Um, it was very good, but because we just didn't know who these kids were, you were just like, I really don't care if they get taken or, you know, turned into, what was it, a tree, I think, in the end Trees, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, this is ridiculous. For the more astute of the whole of view- viewership out there, if you watch Slenderman, they sort of give the game away about what's going to happen to each and every single one of these girls um, within about 10 minutes of the film because they're all walking down the corridor at school and they say, you know, you know, if you could be an age, what age would you be? And I thought, I thought, why? That's 
strange conversation to have. It's just so not natural. Like the whole yeah, script was... wasn't natural. You could yeah, tell they yeah. had no clue what their target age range was that no. all their actors were. It was just like, oh, I've made this generic script. Oh, we'll just have teenager actors. And you're like, that's not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you absolutely, absolutely bang on. Um, look, see, it, it, it struck me as someone who had a very strange idea about what teenagers do. Yeah. Wrote a script thinking, oh, this is going to be this is going to be so trendy. The kids are going to love this. We'll make lots of money, and it'll be a new thing. And it just fell flat in its face from about page two because, was what is it? Um, the thing is, get this. I watched the film, and I had to stop the film, look at the cast list on Netflix just to know who's who. Yeah. And even then, I lost track. So I actually put the audio described soundtrack I... on. Honestly, couldn't tell you any name of the characters. Okay, so there's some dots. Slenderman. Yeah, the, the Slenderman. Yeah, um, you got you got the you got the, the weird the weird looking girl with the dark eyes. Her name was Ren. There was uh, a oh, black okay. girl. A uh, black girl was called Chloe. Oh, Chloe. The yeah. First girl that disappeared was a Katie, I think. And um, then I now I have to consult my notes because I'm thinking, I who the, the hell was that fourth one? <laughs> um, Hattie, Helly, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's basically yeah, and yeah. It's, see, it, this film had such an impression on us that even after looking at the cast list and listening to audio described soundtrack on Netflix, we still don't know who these people were. Um, and it was. It, the thing, the thing that really, truly bothers me is the fact that it is, it is literally every single stereotype in every kind of film that has ever been jammed into one film, hoping to God that it's gonna, something brilliant's going to come out of it. But like you say, it's not how it works because uh, it's, it's, so, it's very difficult to not rant about this film and get angry. Because the more I watched it, the more I just think this is so insulting to actual horror viewers. Because I think I think with horror film, I don't know how you feel, is the fact that when you watch a horror film, the level of story, the ways they have to tell the story and the way they have to get the scares in and try and unnerve people has had to evolve because of, I don't know, the sensibilities of people that are out there. That was Matty's intelligent word of the day, sensibility. Well done. <laughs> Bravo. Like, thank you. I think I'll have a toffee now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree on that. Like, they-, they needed to build up the mythology of it. I think what they were relying upon is um, a lot of people knowing uh, what Slender Man was from playing the game. But, I mean, it's bizarre, you know, because it's a game... I mean, the hype was around, what was it, about 2012, 2013... 2012 to 2013 was the real because it was had a big thing. There was um, there was a lovely found footage series on YouTube called Marble Hornets, I think it was. So any, any so shout out to any Marble Hornet fans out there because you know what one of us <laughs> that play, that played on the that was a lovely Slenderman story, and then there were a couple of uh, low budget real B movie titles out there, which again sucked. 
but tried to stay a damn sight closer to the original material than this did. <laughs> well, this is it, because, like, they're trying to jump on the, this hype, but five years later, this film came out after the hype. I mean, you can't rely upon, sort of, your audiences to stay around that long. I think we even looked up. Actually, that was it. We looked up. And um, you could get an app on your iPhone with the Slenderman game. And it's that old now that they've actually discontinued the app. Wow. So you can't even <laughs> play the game anymore. Oh, there's, there's all, the internet will always find a way. <laughs> I know that the... Because uh, there was a free game and then there was a paid game, wasn't yeah. there? there was the, the free game, it's out there somewhere. You can play it online. Um, I might even do a playthrough at some point and tell people how really rubbish I think it is. But it's another story for another time. Uh, and the the paid game uh, that is currently on Steam for the grand old total of three pounds and ninety nine pence and no shillings. <laughs> but you, you're quite right. This film came out way too late. If this had come out about twenty thirteen, at uh, the absolute latest, this would have stood a chance of being. You know the, the crown jewel yeah. in the sort of the Slenderman franchise, because you know it, it is one of those franchises that people know the character, people have gone away, and they've invented whole other tropes for Slenderman. So the, the character sort of evolved through fan involvement. The only, oh, excuse me, <coughs> my tea is trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Slenderman, he knows. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, and I've just spooked the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cat is Slender Man. That wouldn't surprise me this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always there. <laughs> you know when I said that this this podcast was gonna get derailed, here it goes! Yeah. Wait, cats <laughs> <laughs> They'll derail it anything was... in life. <laughs> I was to say it'll stop anything in its tracks. Uh <laughs> Uh, where was it? Yeah, so um, because there's been there's not been what you'd call a constant stream. It's not like uh, an ongoing series like Doctor Who, Star Trek, Star Wars, where you have one fan base trying to follow one story in one continuity. Whereas with Slenderman, what people have done, they have taken the character and created their own continuity, and it's gone off and developed and become its own yeah. thing. But you're quite right. You can't because people, you know, we'll talk, that's, a, that's a five-year gap. It's a disgusting thing to say, but some people, some teenagers do grow up and become adults in that time. <laughs> Growing up. What's that? I don't know the concept <laughs> just, of that. <laughs> a disgusting concept. Um, but a lot of people who would have been obsessed with Slenderman in that moment in time would have completely forgotten him and just gone something yeah that was that was then I'm, I'm onto something else now or something you know, SMP or something whatever, whatever it is that the new thing is these days um, so, it, so it comes out and it doesn't even feel like trying to rejig the character and get more interest back into it because you go through the whole film and you're just thinking do these people actually know what they're talking about or did they just sort of get a Grab something off the shelf, write up this really stupid teen horror film flick, and just go, That's me, bad guy, shump, get it out. Yes. Yeah, That's what it felt like to me. It felt so 
it's it's the horror equivalent of label slapping. Well, yeah, it's, it's the problem. And again, this is like a franchise thing. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've watched the Assassin's Creed film. No, I haven't. But I, I always always meant to because it didn't look all that bad. It wasn't great. It it just the story uh, was just. I I think they intended on making another one. Whether or not they're still doing that, I can't remember. But again, it just completely flopped. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's a game franchise thing. But when they make films based on games, it never seems to work out. Um, and again, that's like with Prince of Persia and all that kind of stuff. So whether or not this has fallen down the same rabbit hole, because they basically, as you said, went and got said, oh, I got this script. Oh, let's just slap Slenderman on it because everybody knows Slenderman. And then they try and bring people in. You know what? I would totally go go along with that because... Um... Because you, you mentioned, I mean, I've got a soft spot for video game films, even though what you get in the film might not marry up to the computer game. In Unless it's Spider Man. Spider Man as a video game and a film is incredible. So that's that's oh, been the major exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a comic. Basically, see the character. But the thing is, the, the character of, of Spider Man existed long before the film. And series and yeah, yeah. And whatever else you know. Um, I have a, I have a really random plural. fact, but it's going to go completely off tangent, so I might have to save it for the next one. No, let's go with the tangent, man. Go with the tangent, you well, know, because okay, so we'll fun, bring it back. Fun facts, right? This has got nothing to do with Slenderman. I'm go- I'm going on a complete Spider-Man tangent, but you know Power Rangers. I do indeed. So you know the Megazord. Personally. <laughs> He's a very fine chap. Um, <laughs> so Stan Lee actually wanted to bring uh, spy no um, Power Rangers to uh, America because he went to Japan, saw it, loved it, and he went to a load of American companies and they said it was a load of rubbish. So um, basically, he then decided to sell Spider-Man to the Japanese instead. But at that time. Uh, they wanted toys to sell and obviously Spider-Man they were a bit like well we can't really sell anything with this so the concept of a Megazord came from Spider-Man because they gave him a giant robot to fight in so they could sell toys and that's how the Megazord evolved I had no idea that Beings of the internet, you just heard my mind just go. <laughs> Sorry, complete tangent. But do no, you you honestly telling me that because it's because of Spider-Man that we've got Megazords? Originally, the Super Sentai range didn't have it, and it wasn't until they wanted to sell toys later on. But it was because of Stan Lee wanting to get Power Rangers, then couldn't, and then sold the you know wanted to sell the rights for Spider-Man to make some money. That's how the toys and everything kind of merged into one then. Because I know that Japan had a very strange take on Spider-Man. I mean, they had a very strange take on Spider-Man. Yeah. Not unpleasant, but it's just a very strange yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. And he had he had cars and then there were robots. That's and why. And the, oh my God, that's why? That's why. <gasps> <laughs> Fun facts of the day. 
That's brilliant. I love that. Honestly, so much. Um, oh, I mean, God. I learned all of this from um, you know the toys that made us on Netflix. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, oh. I. I. Uh, I, I must admit, I haven't, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't actually watch. That I didn't. Was it on the Power Rangers? It's on the Power episode? Rangers one. It's, I it's now, brilliant. That's the episode I haven't seen yet. I got as far as the Star Trek toys and just gone. You know what? Being a Doctor Who fan, we're okay. We didn't get that. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's worth it. Um, there, it's quite an interesting twist that's uh, in the documentary, but it's honestly well worth it because. Bloody hell, Stan Lee like the Power Rangers, which is like insane. What? That 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 doesn't surprise me because of what I mean. If you look at the Power Rangers that we knew yeah. and loved, I mean, me personally, this is a fearful confession, but I purely, totally, and wholly only exist in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers universe. Yeah. I, once it kind of once once that ended and it was going to. Zio. Power Rangers in space. Zio. Or was it Neo? Neo. Ellie. Ellie is the Power Rangers expert here. I'm not. You know, this is a whole another my... conversation for another <laughs> time. <laughs> no, let's, let's have it now because we, you know, we're trying to we're trying to have we're trying to get over the initial shell shock of we watched the worst film in human history, but it's just as amazing how things go on and this is this is what exactly. we do. This is this is the audience's introduction. Just because we started out talking about one thing does not mean to say <laughs> that we're going to be talking about it by the end. But uh, with Power Rangers, it's, um, that does not initially surprise me because they they stand for they stand for an awful lot of the mar- what, what I suppose you could call the Marvel um, code of conduct. I suppose you know you, basically if I mean, if you look at uh, Avengers Endgame, that wonderful scene when uh, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I nearly got that. <laughs> I was questioning. Oh, that's all right. I'll, I'll um, keep it the, the big, the big final, the big final battle. Yes. When everybody turns up, even Howard the Duck is in there somewhere. You know, there's a if you freeze frame at one point, you will see Howard the Duck as well. He is actually Marvel. If the Power Rangers turned up and the Zords came bombing out of those portals, they would not have looked out of place. No, not at all. Not at all. They would have. They would. They would have actually. I mean, that's why uh, I always I, like, like with the later series in Power Rangers. I always loved the team up episodes because you know it was big, it was epic. They were going against the big baddie and stuff like that. Big explosions with colourful, you know, dust and whatever in the background. Um, it was just epic as a kid, and again, it, I had, as you said, I had that same vibe when Endgame happened and they all came through the portals because you were like, yeah, this is serious business now. Yeah. Because I, 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 I didn't know that they, I didn't know that they, they actually crossed over their own series. I, I learnt that later. Yeah. Um, that, Mighty, that the Mighty Morphins did actually keep... They kept on cropping up because they didn't... Did, did they do an awful lot of time travel episodes? I would imagine. And then they, then they just sort of brought different factions from different periods and just like... Well, some and of I'm them... sat there as an... Some of them just turned up anyway, because, like, (laughs) you know, they're all kind of part of the same uh, universe kind of thing, or they would somehow get their morphers back um, for a temporary time, or there was, you know, some kind of excuse uh, to do it. But, I mean, yeah, the later ones were always really good. Like, anything that, you know, like Dino Thunder crosses over with Ninja Storm, because those were the two that I absolutely adored as a kid. Um, That was always an epic one. 
Um, but again, it was nice because, like, I mean, the first few series um, kind of all tied in with one another because of, like, Tommy and Jason and all that. Um, so it was an amalgamation. I think, I think they kept it sort of um, sequential up until in space and then they rebooted it or you know changed it with lost galaxy um so it was nice because it was this kind of massive saga of changes and and stuff like that and then don't know they just went their separate ways after that do you know what i'm gonna have to really learn about power rangers now because <laughs> i used to be like a say... real nerd on it um my my knowledge isn't as great as it used to be like i haven't watched um like the recent series like any of the um can't even remember what they're called now ninja steel i think it is and dino charge and all that i never watched those um it was a bit too late for me i have no idea how the how the story evolved all i know is that um when i stopped watching it was still actually i stopped before power rangers neo because i later learned that um zordon the actual character not the not the chap himself, but the, um, the actual character of Zordon. Um, spoilers, he dies. Yeah, in space And I he saw does. the clip on YouTube and um, it traumatised me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of glad I didn't see that as a kid because I think that would have ended me. To be fair, that uh, it was funny because like, as a kid I had a DVD of Power Rangers and it was the best episodes of Power Rangers all the way up until Wild Force. Um, and the one where Zordon has to sacrifice himself to save the universe uh, was on there and it's incredible it's such a good bit of storytelling um, and again like so they had that one they had where, uh, the one where Tommy becomes the White Ranger uh, the Psycho Rangers against Lost Galaxy and the Forever Red with the massive like Red Ranger team up in uh, Wild Force. That is a brilliant episode. Like I love that. But for some reason they had the Beetleborgs in there, but they weren't Beetleborgs. They were evil. It was like another spin-off of uh, of Power Rangers oh, and stuff like oh, that. You, say you, might, you might you might not not explain it to the audience, but explain it to uh, Matty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there was so many I do, spin-offs. <laughs> I, I say I I do remember some of the. The episodes that stood out in my mind for yeah. Mighty Morphin. Um, I will remember to the day I croak when Lord Zed turned up. Oh, yeah. That was heavy. You, you just knew. Yeah. Dark shit was coming, you know. So he turned up and it completely it, it changed the whole thing from top to bottom. It really did. I because I like I like my villains. I like Skeletor and I like Lord Zed and I like the Master and I like I like a villain who the big likes to be the big baddie who wants to be villainous for villainous purposes. Yeah. That's what I like. You know, I like a I like a villain with balls. You know, this is why a lot of Star Trek villains I don't care for because it's a case of oh, but we're only villains, but we want to care about each other. No, get you get yourself a Darth Vader and a Lord Zed. And a, and a skeleton, put them together, and they're, they are villains, man. They are villains. Exactly. And I th- think that is all dragging it back to what we were talking about <laughs> before. Right, that was a Full circle, people. <laughs> this is how we complete the journey. This is also another reason why I don't like Slenderman, because he's one of these monsters, he's just there. He just, you know, he summoned. But for Starman, but that's what annoyed me because he, you, 
to summon Slenderman. You don't summon Slenderman. You sort of... He's sort of there. He picks you. You walk into his territory. He will choose you. Yeah. That was that was the deal that I always... Um, that yeah, I, I always didn't get that, that whole summoning thing and you had to sacrifice stuff and... What, what was that? I, I, I don't know because... I think I think they needed something a bit more dramatic than you know girls go wandering off into the woods. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, because if they just go wandering off into the woods and then weird started to happen to them, uh, it's not found footage. So it, it, I think they would have thought it was a bit too Blair Witch. See, I'm surprised they didn't do that route with like a video camera and they were going through the woods as if they were recreating the game, but as a film. Um, I think that would have been been good. Yeah, that would have been an interesting filming technique, but uh, it's probably budget and all that kind of stuff. This is the thing. There's so many ways that they could have actually. I mean, you think you. I looked at that film. There's there's so many ways that this film could have been good. And one of those is, I think it was a case of they threw every other trope of horror at it. They didn't want to. There's only so far that they wanted to push. You felt yeah. that they were holding themselves back. And I thought to myself, if they were going to do something like uh, a bit of a Blair Witch homage, because kids in the woods looking for this ancient exactly. thing, that would have been, a, this would have been an absolute golden moment. It would have been an absolute golden moment. They could have filmed it in the way that they did, you know, and but they still have they still have that little even if it's just on their phone. Yeah. So yeah, all yeah. of a sudden a cinema screen fills fills up with this <laughs> this big rectangle because this is how that they you know because obviously you wouldn't have a Hollywood camera on your phone you'd just have, have, have this sort of thing. But I would have I would have expected that a, a little bit more. But to to they had to summon Slenderman, so he had to be the big villain. Insofar as he was going after these innocents, well, these innocents did something totally, utterly stupid. So really, he's just doing—he's basically fulfilling a purpose that a creature of a creature like him, you know, you summon me, I must now do this. Whereas what Slenderman should have been is, case of no, you walked into my turf, you are now mine. Yeah, yeah. And it's—I—I I, I just thought that this was so—it was so wrong. And the thing is. I do remember when this, the trailer for this film came out. I can recall that I went. I was going to see. I think. Don't don't quote me on this. I think it might have been The Conjuring Two. Okay. I think because because oddly enough, you only ever see horror film trailers yeah. when you go to see another horror film. And I used to go see, see an awful lot back in, back in the mist of time when cinemas were open. Ah, oh, I remember <laughs> cinemas. <laughs> I remember cinemas as well, yeah. They're going to be, I'll tell you what, they're not going to be any fun anymore after all this, but we, we don't talk about COVID here. No, this is a COVID-free zone. <laughs> we don't even have to wear masks, you know. Just imagine that we're embracing you via the power of the internet. You, you could just <laughs> pretend this is a cinema by just eating copious amounts of popcorn and drinking uh, a Coke about, you know, 20 gallons, and then that's the yeah, same exactly. thing. But the thing is, because when cinemas actually finally do open, the popcorn's going kind to... Of, the price of the concession is going to skyrocket. So we go back to the ancient tried and tested thing of, well, forget that. I'm just going to walk in with a backpack and all my snacks are in there. Well, funny thing is, um, you actually have to wear a mask for the entire duration of the film now. Oh, I'm not even kidding. Done. I had an email from Cineworld yesterday saying, and I was like, 
So you got to wear a mask for like two and a half hours. How mad is that? Uh. Anyway, moving away moving from COVID. Away. <laughs> <laughs> moving away. So, I mean, I would have liked it. I mean, there, are, there were actually, I mean, I can't stress this enough. There were, like you say, a few tiny, wonderful moments in this film, which I actually thought were good. Okay. Was the um, the attack in the library the the, the girl that, Ren. that was well shot? I did that, like that. was brilliant. Yeah. That was so well made. But again, actually, you know what? I, I now I've said that. I it actually confirms in my head. <laughs> actually, now actually I've think. said it. It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That section was good. What this film actually genuinely feels like is a bunch of tiny short films jammed together. And hope for yes. the best. Yes, I totally agree on that. Because if that attack in the library with Slenderman, uh, which which unfortunately there's, there's there's a problem with that scene as well. It's completely out of context. All the other attacks they all take place in and around the, the woods. Yes. And all of a sudden she's in the library. It kind of it breaks the it breaks it. It's a case of what? Okay, what are we? Are we, te- are we? We're talking. Are we tenuously grasping this? Well, books are made out of paper. Paper comes from trees. Therefore, she is in a forest. Okay, so it's that kind of logic that you have to squint. Yeah, yeah. And and I just thought to myself, well, this this is good on its own. If this was just short. And again, I'm I'm one of these people. Like when it comes to horror films, I think less is more. So when you don't actually see the monster until sort of like very last minute till the end, I think it creates a, a better mental image in your own head as you're sort of building up the premise of the film. Whereas like they were, I I think it is in that scene that you see Slenderman like fully, don't you? Um, yes, it is actually. I think that is the first time we see him. Uh, properly, which is a like in his suit, and it it does it does make you jump. It is the, this film relies on a lot of jump scares, but there yeah. was one. <laughs> there was one. I think it's at the start when Katie's dad breaks into the other girl's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, this is what happened. She goes downstairs. She's stalking through her own house. And it's shadow. Started. She's walking through yeah, her own house. Why does she not go the for the lights? lights? Exactly. Just, All of us were I mean, going. You... Switch your lights on. <laughs> he says, "This is your house. Turn the lights on." That that was what really annoyed me in the film. Actually, just in I mean, general, what... was the lighting <laughs> because there's a shot when they're all at the dinner table and they're eating their dinner, but it's like dark and they've got this Pitch one black. light over them, and it's like who eats their food like that? Exactly, and you know, and thing is, you can tell. And what's even worse is that you can tell that this film was shot out of sequence. So all the interiors were shot at night, whereas a lot of stuff um, shot during the day. Yeah. And what annoys annoys the living crap out of me is when they obviously were shooting at night for one scene. They said, "Oh, this thing is outside. I shall go to it." And you open the door, and all of a sudden they're cut to broad daylight. It wasn't broad daylight when you opened <laughs> that bastard door. <laughs> Yeah. But I digress. But so, oh god! Every, the, more, the more you talk about this film, the more it makes even less sense. I haven't been this angry since watching Percy Jackson. Oh! 
Oh, that's. I'm not saying that's going to be our next podcast, but we'll definitely be going on to the Percy Jackson films at some point. Uh, and, oh you boy! You think we hate Slenderman? Wait oh, until you... Percy Jackson. Oh, you think? Oh, you have no idea what's coming your way, people. Because to this day, I mean, we have both watched the first 25 minutes of the first Percy Jackson film. We have no idea what happens after that 25 minutes. Nope. But you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to sit and sit and watch it. Look, I tell you what we'll do. We'll watch it, but we'll have <laughs> breaks. We, when we said, I've, I've, had enough, I've had enough press pause. <laughs> get a cup of tea, come back, press pause. It'll take us a long time to get through one film, yeah. but I think that's the only way we're going to survive this. To be fair, that's <laughs> how I watched The Twin Dilemma, so on Doctor Who. So. Oh, come on. No, why, why, why is everyone hating on The Twin? Look, I will go after Time Flight if you're going to be like this. No! <laughs> I will, I will go after Time Flight. Don't think I won't. Time Flight's my precious, my precious baby episode. <laughs> you went after Twin Dilemma. The game is on. <laughs> That's that. That's another conversation. <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be the best series ever. Anyway, <laughs> right, back to well, the main point. Where were we? <laughs> Even I've lost track. We, now. we were talking about lighting. <laughs> Yes, so, um... <laughs> How do we go from lighting to time flight? Like, come on! It's got ice in it, yeah. I-G-H-T. Yeah, that's close enough. Like I say, logic that you have to really squint at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I was watching I was watching Slenderman slowly. I had to take breaks. I paused and went and did something else and then came back. Yeah. But I literally had to turn the brightness up on my screen. Oh, yeah, same. Just to see what was going on. I mean, I don't mind a dark film. Uh, there's a brilliant film out there I love. It's based on a, a short as well uh, called Lights Out. And it's about a oh, bee. Oh, I still need to watch can... that. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I think you'd like it. It's a Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers seem to do very good modern horror. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree I'll on s- that. I'll say that. A Warner Brothers are very good at horror. Um, but let's again another time. <laughs> we'll talk about something that we do like at some point. Um, so, hang on, Q. Where was I? Lighting. Um, lighting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and st- I watched some really, really, really dark films. Like I, said, I watched Lights Out, where you know you switch the lights off and you see a silhouette of someone. And it's how this being works, and that was a, that was a genuinely good film. Uh, the Conjuring films—they are incredibly dark. They do yeah. everything by shadow, but there's enough light to actually see what's going on. But then again, the difference is that every one of those, yeah, the Conjuring, uh, especially the Conjuring films, we've got to talk about the Conjuring films at some point because I do nothing but go, go gooey over them over yeah. the entire universe. Seriously, I, it's just a love letter inside my heart yeah. for them. But with Slenderman, it's—I know Forrester. I mean, ah, yes. Talking about that, get this as a point of logic. They go into the forest for the first time, and they say you have to sacrifice something you love, and they bring these very poignant, poignant um, pieces. Like I think Chloe brings a, a photo of her father, yeah. who uh, she hasn't she hasn't actually known. A lie because he passed away, blessing. So basically, there's a lot of clues. If you go through Chloe's house, there's an American flag that's been framed. So 
from that I assume he was a serviceman he yeah. died in action and all this business a lot of these moments that they could have built some real character and real empathy for but they just didn't yeah, um, yeah. there's something there's something I think um, Hallie or whatever her name was yeah. the third one the, the one that, the one that's the one that died last in the film yes basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, something was made by her grandmother that she's kept and they had to sacrifice that and there was a morgue and all this business all that and then Ren says put the blindfolds on and whatever you do don't take the blindfolds off and what does Chloe do she not only takes the blindfold off but without a torch goes crashing off oh yeah through a forest that is supposedly pitch dark who in the ever loving shit does that no I know it just, oh, it just so annoying me. and again it's because um, of the character, or the, I should say, lack of character development, because we have no idea who these people are. So whatever they sacrifice was a bit like, well, okay, you know, it feels a bit sad, but you know, I don't really relate to these people. But again, yeah, it's that thing, that stereotypical thing that you've always got to have one person that freaks out, does something stupid, and then I don't know, what was it? She lost a shoe, and he takes her shoe or something in the end as well. I, I, no, I think that was, I think because she, she'd um, she because she'd been possessed because what I kind oh, yeah, of liked. Because one of them was like an agent, wasn't she? Yeah, or yeah, something like that. A, now I must admit, there are certain. I think with like things like computer game films and every other film, films tied into a franchise, they do add in good solid details, which are which do actually work. They are actually part of the canon, so. The uh, so Slenderman having an agent, someone a channel more 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 than anything else. That is a big tick, okay. And but the thing, but the thing is, and Ren I think got the same way. And I did like, I kind of like the explanation that the way that he works is that he's like a virus. He gets inside the head, and he caught. I mean, it's basically once it, once they said that, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was too little, too late. Because by the time they got to that point and they explained all that, you still didn't care about what actually happened to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what that's what really bugs me. That if you were to take that film and you were to cut out all the garbage and link the the good points together, you would have a film that's about ten minutes long. Yes. But it would be a good ten minutes. But this is the point that you were making, like you know. It is short films that have been stitched together, and quite rightly, yeah. If you took the bits that were good, yeah, it would it would make a really good short. Um, but unfortunately, it's like oh, they just wanted to jump on sort of the bandwagon. I can't even say hype really because the hype wasn't around then. Now the the like I say the hype had been dead and gone, and Slenderman's Slenderman's now can really considered these days to be sort of oh my god. Oh my god, you're still following that. We're on we're on this now. It, yeah, it's not exactly. cool to worry about Slender. It's like um it's like Cthulhu. At one point you had you know, Cthulhu's from you know, be Lovecraft universe. Yes. Um Cthulhu plushies, Cthulhu dolls, you know, the particular fan club. So there's obviously there's a Slenderman fan club out there, which I would love to actually go up to them and say, What did you think of the film? And I bet you anybody they'd say exactly the same as what we've said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find them and send send them the podcast and just go, seriously, just you know, just let me know what you think and we'll we'll talk about it next time as well. <laughs> um 
beats like I say something like this is you know probably aimed at a certain contingent of fans but as for mass media mass appeal and hype it missed a shot by at least half a decade at least if like I say, if this came out 2013 it would have stood a chance yeah maybe that's what its yeah. downfall was because it was trying to um you know appeal to a very niche market as well as um going well we need to make this more generalized for a bigger audience they were trying to balance it and it just didn't work and that's where they that's where they fell down completely with this film. Yeah. they were trying to appease too many people if they just aimed this completely at a niche market it wouldn't have been a, a box office smash, which is what they want, because it's the business side of films. Film, yeah. you know, filmmakers, they want to be, they want, you know, they they think that the film's going to be a flop, and if it turns out to be a success, then um, it's all well and good. But if they just aimed this at a niche market and just said, "Look, this is just for you, lots," it wouldn't have been a, um, it wouldn't wouldn't have been a. Um, a big success. It would have been an indie. It would have been better as an independent film. Yes. It would have been a lot better just aimed at the Slenderman fans market. Yeah. Because as a result, it would have been a far superior film. Because I get the distinct impression a lot more care would have been taken out of it. Yeah. As a way of um, contrasting, there's a film called The Color Out of Space, which is an independent film. It's based on H.P. Lovecraft's story with Nicolas Cage in. Yeah. And not many people knew it. You know, it's it's out on DVD. I went and bought it because I needed to see this thing. But it was because up to that point, H.P. Lovecraft films had been absolutely pants poor. I mean, just bad. Yeah. I'm, we're not talking Slenderman bad. You know, I'd, I'd watch <laughs> Dagon. I'd watch Dagon over um, Slenderman any day. Yeah. And I hate Dagon. I hate it because it's awful. But they got every. With Colorado Space, they ticked every single box. It was beautiful. It was so well presented. It was done perfectly, but it was aimed at the horror HP Lovecraft fans. Yes. I picked it up as a HP Lovecraft fan and a horror fan, and I absolutely adored it. So I think they completely, completely missed the mark on this yeah. one. They had just failed horrifically. Yeah. So again, it's, it's all studio intervention. Um, because who distributed it? Was it Fox? I genuinely don't know. Um, because obviously they're going to have, you know, their influences over over what they want distributed. Um, again, I reckon that's the same reason why Percy Jackson failed. It's it's when you get the the big bosses who don't really know the stories, sort of um, saying, "Oh well, you know, we got to do it this way because." You know, people won't understand this and this. And you're like, but they will. Like, this is the whole point of the films is to um, get people to learn, get people to grow and, you know, uh, establish a new sort of audience for the franchise and stuff. That's the whole point. And if you change it too much, then, you know, people are going to be disinterested. Or if they are willing to um, delve into sort of the franchise itself, they'll go, well, this isn't the same as this and then get put off by it. Um, and he's trying to find that balance ground, really. Absolutely, and like I say, um, so basically, so basically, as a way of analysis, Slenderman walked into standing up school and, <laughs> and you failed. failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Ellie are massive ASDF movie fans, so you will hear an awful lot of that. Ellie, knock knock. Who is there? A mirror. I am Julie. <laughs> 
It's still funny. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, well, okay, right. So the ultimate thing out of like ten, what would you give it? It doesn't register. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't see myself if I'd score this film if I was ever going to go back to it, but I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like a horror film, which you know, I, you know, I can go back to and I can rewatch and I can still get something from it. Like, like Lights Out, the Conjuring films, Hammer Horrors. We, I mean, these are films that I've watched time and time again, and my pile of to watch films is ever growing. But you know, there'll always be. It'll take a while because I'm still watching films that I've watched twenty times already. Slenderman, I couldn't even watch in one go. No, I had to have breaks. I had to stop, and there is absolutely no way on God's green earth, whichever God you wish to actually name, there is no way I'm ever going back to this film, so I can't even score it. I, it's a flat, complete, zero, Z, nothing, zip. It is dead. It has ceased to be. Well, if it helps on Rotten Tomatoes, it only got 17%, so... How did it get that much? <laughs> did someone take... Did someone of Rotten Tomatoes take pity on it? Probably. They just went, well, they made it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they spent so much money on this. I suppose we give it a little bit or something. So yeah. I think, they must have, I think they must have found, what, 17 points of interest in the entire <laughs> film and just 1% <laughs> per, per point. It got 17. That's as, as much as yeah, we well can done. do. Yeah, well done. Well <laughs> done. Bravo. You, 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 know, you, uh, you just about you know, stood up straight. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I have well, no intentions what, on going back and watching it at all. So what score would you give it, Ellie? One. <laughs> one? Now, I know you're a wonderful, golden-hearted, generous soul, but it's a bit much, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> okay, 0. 0.5. There you go. Now you're being realistic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that... Um, yeah, as you can tell, we are not fond of this film. We genuinely think it sucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's we'll, you know we'll, we'll call you know we we if we don't like something we'll say we don't like it, but we will we, we will actually just give we will give good reasons. Exactly. It's not like it's not like the case of we don't like that. It's not like we say we don't like J.K. Rowling because we don't. <gasps> we just don't. Yeah, I went there. What's she gonna do? Sue me, Mrs. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, everybody's welcome here. Absolutely. Uh, I got some bad news though. What? Do you realise that we have been chatting rubbish for fifty-seven minutes? Oh, okay. So, unfortunately, for the sake of the sanity of the good per- persons at home listening to this. We're going to have to wrap this up. Well, this has been wonderful. Isn't it just? Yes, I, I want to watch something that I enjoy now. <laughs> what, like Time Flight? Yes! Oh! I like I might, it. I might go and watch The Twin Dilemma. Not <laughs> <0. 5. laughs> Oh, that's the game, no, is it, right? To, to be fair, I would have to give it like a 10 out of 10 just for Colin alone, so. I was going to say you're talking. You're talking about your favourite bloke in the entire world. You know, you know. How could you 
score it so low. You know, it's a case of so, you know, double story standard. Wise, double standards. Story-wise, story 0.5. Colin, 10 out of 10. Well, it's it's not point five for the story because it's written by Eric Saywood. Did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) But that's another rant for another time. Anyway, ladies, gentlemen, and others, brothers and sisters, and others of the internet, uh, I have not been Ellie, and I have not been Matt. And we shall we shall we shall be with everybody for the next podcast because I'm pretty sure I can hold. Ellie to gunpoint and do another one. So we shall see everyone very soon. Bye all! Bye!